Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds podcast. The Eagles go into Landover, Maryland, FedEx Field, defeat the Washington Commanders 24-8. Jalen Hurts looks good. Uh, explosive first half. Uh, total domination, both sides of the ball. Great, great win. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts being, being consistent as the, the biggest thing. It was a short week. Could have been a, a, a not necessarily a trap game. You're not looking ahead to to Jacksonville, but a uh, letdown game of sorts. Um, it was pointed out uh, by Elliot Shore Parks, I believe, uh, a few times on Twitter that last year, or sorry, uh, two years ago, they or no, it was last year. Sorry, uh, they beat the Saints. It was a good, really good team win, and then they uh, lost to the Giants right after on the road. So. Um, nice, nice to see the teams really, uh, meshing together. Well, uh, the wealth was spread. Uh, there was one drive where there was a big Miles Sanders run, then a Devante Smith, uh, 10, 15 yard catch, then AJ Brown, then Zach Pascal mm-hmm. is really, uh, exciting. Yeah, four to watch consecutive plays of first downs. I think they got 70 some yards and four consecutive plays. They're uh, really stringing them together. Yeah, and uh, the the defense really showed up. Uh, I predicted last last uh, episode six sacks on the day. We thought it was bold. They come away with nine nine sacks for the D line. Uh, they really got to Carson. Um, I believe we mentioned it last uh, episode. The Jimmy Kemsky thread on Twitter of uh showing Carson against the Lions his his lack of pocket presence his uh first step evading the the D lineman uh, pretending that the D lineman no longer is a factor in the play and and them coming back in the play uh Brandon Graham had a Super Bowl like strip sack uh for the only turnover there of the game uh on Carson Wentz which uh was very fitting that uh uh the similar play to the Super Bowls against Carson, who it's been debated all week, uh, his, his legacy, what this game means. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't know about you. I, I, uh, feel free to share after this, but, um, it, it was interesting to see Carson against the Eagles and they made the big deal on the broadcast. But for me, it's like, you know, he's very, much responsible for getting them the one seed, which they ended up getting to the Super Bowl. And we don't have to revisit the whole history, but Carson's last year with the Eagles uh, is sort of what he had has continued to be since then. Uh, against the Colts, you see uh, Aaron throws, or a, as a Colt, sorry, uh, you see Aaron throws, you see. Uh, bad pocket presence, holding onto the ball too long, uh, putting his body in, on the line uh, in reckless ways. You see it again in Washington. For, for me, it's just like Carson's not really that good. And uh, it wasn't very like emotional. I feel like they, uh, they pin a lot on uh, the broadcast did on, on Carson's emotional return. But uh, for, for me, it was sort of an anticlimactic reunion and it might be different for the, the game at the link, uh, later this year, um, against Washington. But for me, it was just kind of like the Eagles going up against a bad quarterback and a bad team or inferior team and taking care of business in a, in a real solid way. And that was kind of it. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we sort of undersold in the pregame pod the the Carson Wentz reunion and what he should mean to the Eagles and and uh, and and the fans and and the history and legacy and all that stuff. But uh, even when the game started, I thought I would feel a little differently, and I really didn't. It was just kind of like relief more than anything that he's not our quarterback anymore. Seeing a, a deep ball to Jahan Dotson sail out of bounds, not giving its receiver uh, the ability to make a play and uh, uh, a ball being overthrown here and there, a uh, ball being thrown through Terry McLaurin's hands. And 
you blame the receiver because it hit his hands, but it could have been placed uh, in a, you know, seeing the accuracy issues again. I, I just felt like Carson's not really that good anymore and it's not really worth hating him as much. I mean, the broadcast said he was traded to Indianapolis. It's like, no, he asked to be traded. He wanted out of Philadelphia like that. Mm-hmm. That was underselling the story. And, uh, you know, maybe the, the home game will feel different, but I, I really felt almost you know, nothing animosity or otherwise, uh, for this game. Like it feels like a really good win. Uh, uh, real, really nice to see Jalen continue to be one of the best, you know, that MVP candidate that, that he is playing at that level right now. And, uh, Carson just seemed like a bad quarterback we played. What do you feel like? Um, so I'll say that like overall the game, like it was, you know, this was a game where the Eagles just took care of business. You mentioned it's a short week. They're on the road, even though it's like not really much of a road environment or really any significant road travel, but you, you are on the road. Um, and the defense just came out there and they really set the tone from the beginning. Um, you know, the nine sacks total, but like the first four came in halfway through the first quarter. So that's that's the type of defensive performance that he's going to be feeling that clock all game long where he's going to feel like he's on borrowed time every time he drops back. So I think that was good to get to him early. Uh, they certainly had uh, a day with him. Uh, but on the note of Wentz, <clears throat> he's, he, I mean, he, he's never been able to return to the 2017 form. Um, I would say with the Colts, he was a, I would say an average to above average quarterback. But the thing with him was he always had such a erratic performance. Like you never knew, it was kind of like Jackal and Hyde. Like you never knew which quarterback was going to show up that day in pads. But um, this season, through the first two weeks of uh, the season with the commanders, he's looked pretty good. Um, and I, I'd say that uh, Gannon and the defensive line, they they put together a really good game plan today because, you know, they, they just, they were getting pressure um, to him all day long. He didn't really have the time to find his open receivers. A, a pretty talented uh, cast of receivers and also shout out to the cornerbacks. I don't think they were giving them much room. It just seemed like a really good game plan. Um, and I, I wouldn't cast Wentz as a bad quarterback, but today he played really bad. Um, he never, it didn't seem like he was making quicker decisions as the game went on. It seemed like he was just, you know, he wanted to make that big play and then he would get, um, he would just, he would be in pressure suddenly because he, he was looking down the field. So, I still like I, I don't this game doesn't change my opinion of what Wentz is now. I think it's just it's a little bit like last week where the Eagles got the benefit of going up against a quarterback who had a really bad day. And I, I and I don't think you can just say like, oh, that day they were awful. I, I do think the defense had a really big part in the performance uh he had. So tip the cap to Gannon. That's more of what we wanted to see. Um yeah, I mean it's just Really good game overall. I think, uh, I don't know what minute we're at, but we should definitely mention Devontae Smith. I'd say the two biggest takeaways today, I guess, I don't know. There's probably three. I'd say like Hertz looked very good. And I know it's similar to last or last week, uh, the Monday night game, the, the team came out really hot in the first half, piled up all their points. The second half, things kind of trail away as they don't capitalize on possessions where they're in field goal range or in the red zone. Um, and then they kind of just let the clock melt away on defense when the opposing team just kind of kicks it short and they just rally and tackle. We saw that almost to uh, the T today with the commanders. So, um, yeah, so it hurts very good defensive line. Like what a, what a heck of a game, nine sacks. Uh, that was the most Carson's ever had in his career. So I'm sure it's, you know, not the career day that he wanted to have. 
And then also Devontae Smith, who in the first half had over 160 yards and a touchdown. He took a tough fall uh, on that one catch at the goal line. I'm glad to see that. Just looked like he got the wind knocked out of him. The press conference is right now. I don't know if there's any injuries, but a few guys kind of left the game. But I think for the most part, they all came back. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there were any, uh, you know, Milton Williams uh, sort of limped off under his own power. He was back in the game later. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, uh, Jalen, I th- was something like 0 for 5 or 1 for 5 on his first few. The, uh, the offense sort of didn't get going right away. Um, they, of course, scored all their points in the second quarter. Um, but it, it was, uh, you know, three, nothing at one point. Um, and the, the defense was playing so well and the offense was moving the ball, but not, uh, scoring too much where you kind of got to the point where the, the game felt pretty lopsided. Like the Eagles were in control, even though the score was no score or three, nothing, um, and, and you really wanted them to score to force uh, Washington to become more one-dimensional uh, and ha- forcing them to throw the ball more because that's where uh, Carson's turnovers happen. Uh, ironically, he didn't have any interceptions uh, today. But, um, you know, you, you finally get the, the touchdown and then, um, uh, you know, the, the defense plays so well in the first in the first half, you get the other touchdown and then uh, Washington gives you enough time on the clock and a big play to Devonte Smith to um, get down to the red zone as the half was ending and you get the ball back and you score and it's 24, nothing at the half. So uh, they, they really piled it on in the second quarter. And it, it's interesting because the, the closest game this year is against the, the lions, but most of that game you played with the lead also. So these games you've had such a big lead um, that, that the second half offense has been more about clock management, um, especially as the time goes on than, than scoring more. Um, So it it is interesting to see how they uh, play in a closer game moving forward. Um, or, or from behind, they really, I mean, they were behind <laughs> on the first drive in the Lions game, but. Uh, yeah, and when that know, happens, we have no idea looking yeah, at the schedule. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is interesting, you know, the, the schedule is easier to start and gets harder as the, as the season goes on. But um, it, it's, it, it feels like this is the test that they had last year and the test that like, you know, the Phillies are having this year where they're beating all, all the bad teams and, and they're struggling against the, the good teams. Um, I think they're, you know, something like two and a lot against teams 500 or better uh, since early July or something like that. Uh, don't quote me on that, but something like that. Um, and, and last year, of course, the, the Eagles had to um, bounce back after a two and five start and their schedule was probably as easy as it has been and, and will be through the, the bye week week seven um, this year. And, and they took care of business and made the playoffs. So uh, not really a takeaway from the game, but it'll be interesting to see how they fare uh, in games where they're behind, where it's close, where it's against better, better or equal, equally good teams. Um, but yeah, the, the, the run game, Looked uh, fine, I thought. Uh, Miles Sanders, 15 carries, 46 yards. Jalen Hurts had nine carries for, for 20 yards. It wasn't as explosive. They, there hasn't been the big run mm-hmm. uh, so far this year, but they uh, they gave the ball to Miles often, and, and he he's good for five, six yards. I know over the course of the game, it's averaging around three, but um, that second half, they, uh, the, the, the safety was kind of uh, a bummer for the defense. Cause you, you have this long drive, you, you stuff them on fourth down and goal, and then 
you get a safety, you're right back on the field for another eight play drive. I think that first one was 15. So you're over 20 plays in a row, you're gassed. Um, and uh, yeah. then the offense gets the ball with like, I don't know, 10 or 11 minutes left uh, in the fourth quarter. And they get a couple first downs from the clock down to like four minutes and then you're back in business. Um, but yeah, that second half, a lot of, more about clock management, I think, than in an inability to score. But, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind a field goal or something just to tack on a few extra points uh, in the second half. But it, it's that 24 number seems to be pretty, uh, pretty lucky for them, I guess. Yeah. Well, the, the, one, the one thing, right, not to say there's just one, but one of the things you can nitpick was the, uh, the play call on fourth and short, giving the handoff to Zach Paschal. I think that's one that Sirianni probably would like to. Yeah, I mean they have so QB much success sneak. sneaking it. Yeah, and um, and, and it, it, even if it's predictable, it's it's worked uh, historically, or even just like a very like a real quick slant to AJ Brown or Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, like a just, regular play. They they got too cute with that. Yeah, so I think that's one where like that's those are pretty easy points that they just get taken off the board. But, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was a shutout through, um, you know, the, the, the large majority of the game. So, um, yeah, I, um, I'd say like big picture offense and defense, I was really impressed. Um, we didn't even get to see much um, play from the secondary just because when Wentz was getting the ball thrown, it was mostly a check down to JD McKissick. So it was just kind of the linebackers finding him and getting him to the ground. So I know, I know Wentz had a few throws downfield. He had a few explosive plays, but they weren't anything that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was behind the secondary. It was just kind of, you know, 20 or 30 yards, but you could count. It was probably two or three of those on the day. So you'll take that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I heard Terry McLaurin's name for like three quarters. He ended up having six catches for 102 yards. But I, yeah, I feel like a, a lot of that day. was second half of the third quarter and fourth quarter. Um, yeah, certainly. But um, uh, And the other, the other two were held pretty uh, quiet, Samuel and Dotson. Yeah, Samuel had one play think on their first drive that you're like oh yeah. is this gonna the the yeah, Rager, the first the, play, the the Rager game, play that they keep that they kept trying for Rager to do but uh and it yeah. was like oh are they gonna look good and then they didn't so yeah, the, speaking of the uh, the Pascal the like inside handoff the commanders had their own with the um I think it was fourth and goal it was the one that ultimately the defense held up on it was the yeah, was Travis Thomas. Kelsey shovel pass to Thomas, yeah, yeah. and that got blown up by was it Maddox? Yeah, Maddox stopped him, and then yeah. I think he got help. really good play because I mean the the size discrepancy there yeah, is significant. Like Hundred fifty pound difference. Or something. Yeah, really, really nice play there. Um, yeah, it was just like a really nice team effort. I don't think it wasn't like last week where uh, like it was just Slay like locking down the other team's star. Um, I'll read the list here. I don't do, uh, I'll start off backwards. Do you know who got credited with sack number nine? Because the broadcast, Jordan Davis? well, Jordan Davis got the initial pressure and like he, so he, he was, he was in Wentz's face and Wentz kind of spun out of the pocket. So Davis got the initial pressure, but Wentz got around him. That's when he left the pocket. You know, it's not like a like a true sack where he's just like sitting back there. It was he got flushed out of the pocket and he got tackled trying to get back to the line of scrimmage, tackled short, so it's still a sack. I just don't know who got credit for it. I see uh, T.J. Edwards has a sack listed. So okay, then it was Edwards. I assume it was him, yeah. But the, the it was weird because the broadcast. Um, okay. Um, at it. Yeah, at that point they're kind of like tuned out. They're like, anyway, this is a blowout. <laughs> Um, okay, so before that, the Eagles had eight sacks. Um, Brandon Graham got two and a half. He also got the strip sack that the Eagles recovered. Hassan Reddick 
had uh, one and a half sacks. He got the other strip sack that the commanders recovered. Uh, Josh Sweat had one and a half. Fletcher Cox had one and a half. And Javon Hargrave had one. So I read like a very egalitarian day as far as sacks. A lot of different names in there. A lot of sack splitting. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what you'd like to see. Just a lot of, of contributors across the whole defense. Real team effort. Uh, Carson Wentz, boy. Um, Carson Wentz had a really bad day uh, through through the first two weeks. That like that hasn't been the case. It hasn't been representative of him this year. Um, and people weren't really sure what to make of the Commanders because through two weeks they were kind of a surprisingly decent team. Maybe like an upstart offense with a lot of weapons that people didn't have, you know, they weren't factoring in, factoring in before, but the Eagles came out and really put a damper on both Wentz and the commander's offense. And they kind of were, you know, I, I think they were like they delivered on expectations of what their defense is, which is a pretty stout defensive line without much behind it. I did think the uh, St. Juice was pretty good. He was around the ball a lot and making some breakups. I think he's a rookie or a second-year player, so just a nice kind of flash. He's got some good size, and he wasn't really getting toasted by any uh, receiver. Yeah, your guy Wild Goose had a rough day, though. (laughs) Yeah, so we saw Wild Goose. I didn't hear Cheese Man, but I'm assuming that's just because he's a long snapper. Yeah, he was in – for the field goal that ended up having the penalty mm. that didn't count. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I think the the um, defense, the Eagles defense, like Kaiser White had a good game. Uh, he had six tackles. I mean, he he was all over the field. Very reliable tackler. Um, I think, I think uh, he, you know, he had a couple penalties, but it, it was nice to see him and TJ Edwards like just having good linebacker play is 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 pretty nice. Um, and then, like you were saying, with the commander secondary, um, there there were a couple plays early on, like that uh, play to pass to Quez Watkins that was underthrown a bit um if you look at the replay he sort of puts his hand up because he uh there's no one between him and the end zone there and Jalen kind of underthrew it a bit while he was rolling right um I'm not sure what he um saw in that play but uh if if he sort of led Quez a little bit more towards the end zone I didn't see a safety in the area so it, it seemed like he he missed out on a touchdown early but you you go up twenty four nothing at the half. People aren't really going to be uh, looking at you. You missed the touchdown there, like like they were last year. So um, I, I think there were one or two passes early that were underthrown or not put in the right spot. There were some uh, just good coverages. Uh, there was one throw to Devonte Smith that I think got was between like two a linebacker corner and at a safety closing in too. So um, just a tight window and in good coverage. Uh, but, you know, after that first series or two, they kind of uh, the, broke the game open. Um, you know, Devonte Smith, eight catches, 169 yards. That's a career high for him and a touchdown. Um, and I, all in the first half, right? Or he might've had one catch. I think, in the I think half. he had one or two. It's hard to it's hard to remember exactly uh, just because of the running and the clock management and all that, but I'm I'm pretty sure he had at least a catch in the third quarter. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he was going up and and getting balls like he he can really jump high. Uh, yeah. The the one the one catch I'm doing quotations uh, because they got the playoff before right, the right, challenge. Right. Uh, definitely not a catch, but, uh, you know, they, Nick Sirianni or, or Shane Steichen, whoever the, or the team were had the presence of mind to run a 
run a quick play and uh that that got him 40 yards uh just yeah why why wouldn't rivera call timeout there for the like because you can call a timeout and review it without having yeah. a challenge. I, it if was you lose a challenge or losing the timeout anyway. So it's kind of like the halfway of if there's doubt, call a timeout. Or yeah, if there's certain challenge, I mean, it, it was a, don't it just was wait a big there. Play. It was a big play. And if you're playing the Eagles, you're like, I can't get behind early. So right. uh, burning that timeout either way was would probably been the potentially smart thing to do. But um it ended up helping the Eagles. And I can't remember like maybe since the Super Bowl year having uh random stuff like that happen that in the Eagles' favor. Like it feels like that never happens in the Eagles' favor. Like there's a there's a bad penalty or uh this or that. But I, I guess when you're um pro- projected division winner, potential one seed and uh and you have this exciting explosive offense you get more calls uh yeah better for ratings and all that but this could be purely anecdotal evidence but on the other side of things like um i always feel like the eagles operation like the guys who are in the booth looking for calls that are worth challenging or have a good uh likelihood of being overturned i feel like they always have like such a good um you know operation and how they communicate that because like nick sirianni like anytime there's like the the broadcast like goes to that camera angle for like a questionable call like should you should that be challenged like sirianni's like out there throwing the flag and i don't again could be anecdotal but i don't like over the past season and change it doesn't feel like they miss too many of those especially they're not too late on any of them yeah yeah, I don't know. It, Ron Rivera is probably just late, but uh, but yeah, Devontae Smith monster game, probably like the, you know, yeah, the career high in, in yards. Uh, he, he was all over the field, really yeah. impressive. I mean, that's a lot of yards. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, we're, as Eagles fans, we're not, a, we're not a, accustomed to see a player go over 100 that frequently. So to, Almost to be on 200. the doorstep of two, yeah, that's. It's and Jalen had another 200 plus yard first half. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's big. Um, AJ Brown, five catches, 85 yards. Uh, the, the debut catch for Grant Calcaterra for 40 yards. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice catch pretty run. sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, Zach Pascal had a couple Jack Stoll got in there. Uh, Dallas Goddard had an ankle his ankle taped up and Jack Stoll's in there and he gets a, a catch for, uh, few yards um quez Watkins pretty quiet had that first play uh broken up no yeah well, he got the uh the the dpi downfield those those don't show up in the in the box or anything but those yeah. those are spot fouls that really moves the ball downfield especially on the the plays where he's most frequently targeted yeah and then uh the the big uh week three jersey watch 2022 uh finally gets resolved uh with dallas goddard catch and run for a touchdown uh the next touchdown being to aj brown uh, a little too late there uh so i am the the victorious jersey watch of this season we are one and one each in jersey watch yeah carson wentz really does you a favor with the short field there yeah I, yep. I feel like uh you should have to get a Carson Wentz commander jersey just for it to be fair. Well, I I feel like my punishment is just having a Carson Eagles jersey in my closet. But uh well, I guess you do too, don't you? You'd be weird to not have one. Yeah. Well, whatever. But uh it it was funny because my stream was is behind and um I checked my my texts and you texted me it's like finally over and i didn't know what you were talking about and then my brother texted me 88 and i was like what and then i look up and they're about to run a play on second and seven or whatever from the 25 or wherever they were and i was like what and then um then i went to goddard and i was like wow he's he's running it all the way in so it was a little uh unfortunate that it was i accidentally spoiled it for myself Mm -hmm. um 
because it would have been much, uh, much cooler to watch it happen and not know. But uh, either way, it feels good to to even the score here. I wouldn't have wanted to go down two and zero buying two jerseys this year or the last <laughs> two podcasts or uh, podcast seasons, I should say, or hmm. real regular seasons. So um, exciting, and and so Dallas Goddard gets his first of the year. And AJ Brown gets his for his first of the year too. He had five catches for 85 yards. I mean, that's that's a same, pretty same good with, day. Same with Devontae, all three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was the first three touchdown catches of the season. Right. I Jalen had uh, one passing touchdown, I think, in in the two games. So um, now we now we not only he tripled it. Right. Yeah, and like. I mean, he, I don't think he looked as impressive as he did last week against the Vikings, but it wasn't like, like it was still very good play. And, you know, both eye test and statistically, like very good passing, uh, accurate for the most part, reliable, like all the good stuff that you want to see as far as growth and development on top of playing uh, turnover free football so yeah. it just he, he continues to impress it's early in the season i'm excited to see what he can do the rest of the season because we still got um a lot of football left in the season but so far like i think he he like to me he feels ahead of schedule with what we're seeing and like suddenly it kind of feels like there's no way the eagles could change quarterback pass at this point unless something goes like strangely wrong. Like it, this feels like we're on pace to be paying him, uh, you know, an extension or a significant contract, like a franchise type contract. So yeah, he's putting, he's putting the work and he's looking good and the team's winning and there's nothing to really gripe about at this point, at least uh, on my end, like, yeah, 22. really, really, really easy, enjoyable football to watch, which, Last season was pretty similar, but I've were like, I feel like the Eagles have taken a, a significant step forward as far as their outlook or their consideration as far as like league wide, how people view the team. And it's really nice to see. Yeah, I noticed watching the game, you're waiting for the explosive play or you're waiting for them to put up points, whereas mm-hmm last year you were wondering like how they're gonna score um and 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 this year you're 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 not wondering how you're wondering when um and that that's a big difference jalen you people talk about his his mechanics you you kind of see how he throws just more more confident um the one deep ball uh that the the deep ball to Quez that was the uh, defensive pass interference like that they showed on the replay how he threw it it just looked like he flicked the wrist like a arm over the top flick of the wrist and it went 40 50 yards or however far it was so um definitely improved as a passer uh I'm not a big mechanics guy like I, I don't know what it looked like last year to to this year um I'm sure you know, if you watch enough tape, you could tell the difference, but it, it just looks like he has a much smoother delivery, um, more natural, more confident, all that. Uh, 22 for 35, 340 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, you know, for, for not necessarily stumbling out of the gate, but staggering a little bit, uh, starting off a little slow, like it's a really good day, threw the ball 35 times. Carson threw the ball 43 times. We talked about on the pregame uh, episode, if he's thrown 40 times, like you're, something's working because they're, they're probably behind. Uh, yeah, Antonio Gibson had a pretty solid game. He's a, he's a good back, um, you know, nothing uh, astounding, but uh, he's, he's, he's strong. Um, I, I, I feel like he, he had the touchdown. Uh, he only had 38 yards on 12 carries, but um, 
his his ability to sort of uh, evade the first contact and um, sort of spin out and get another yard or two um, was good. Uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, he got him know, out of a few negative plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson had a one long run for a first down. Um, Curtis Samuel, we talked about. Uh, he, but, he also, yeah. he also, uh, do you remember the play where he, uh, he scrambles, he does not slide and he and TJ Howard just meet. <laughs> it's kind of a tough hit. Yeah. 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 So, so he, he's, he's still, uh, he's still out there just kind of being the adventurous quarterback that he always was. And he's not shy from contact given, but just like pretty surprising given all of, the kind of hampering injuries that he's had over the course of his career so far. But if there's anything that we know about Carson is like, you can't beat his, like, like his natural tendencies out of him. Like he's not a guy who will tweak parts of his game because the second that he starts uh, doubting what he'll do is like, that's when he starts making really bad decisions. So, same Carson as always. But. Yeah. On the other side of that, like Jalen took a couple sacks, uh, one early um, where got the coverage broke down, the protection broke down, two guys were on him and he just sits down. And it's like, wow, like five, six years with Carson, like he would never do that. He would always take a hit. And uh it, 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 it's nice to see a smart quarterback. Like he's, he's very smart um, above the shoulders, like all those intangibles, football IQ, all that stuff is there. Uh, and, and like we were saying all off season. And so, whereas everyone else, uh, it's all about the, the passing ability. Um, we know he can run, we know he's intelligent, all this other stuff. And it seems like it's all coming together. Um, you know, people, sarcastically or not talk about the josh allen leap uh the broadcast mentioned uh, josh allen year three uh first two years weren't that uh impressive there were questions and then year three as the leap uh you know three games in you're you're uh you're looking at at a franchise quarterback who's definitely earned that really big contract um and and you got jacksonville next week who's uh playing they're, right now they're beating the uh chargers so far it's early but yeah. is herbert playing or is was and uh, yeah a game i believe time decision i believe he is uh he's going to be playing with the, the rib stuff so we'll see if he can make it through the game but yeah yeah so i think i don't know what it is now but i saw at one point the, the jags had a 13 point lead nice um and uh the only notable special teams thing uh well, I guess there's a couple. One, Britton Covey had the one muff that he ended up recovering. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he had a tough day physically. Like every time he got yeah, tackled, he seemed to be hits. like a big hit. But uh, Devontae Smith recovers a punt, uh, recovers a punt, receives a punt. Um, and that was like the most juice a returner's had all year, probably through last, last year. I think he gained like six, seven yards on it. Um, Sorry, 13 yards, 13 yards. So, him um, yeah, so that, you know, I, I think that your number one receiver probably shouldn't be your regular kick or punt returner just because of injury and yeah potential I'm, and all that. But I'm, I'm curious what led to that decision because maybe it was just a spot in the field where they thought he would have a chance of making a good, uh, like, he would have the room essentially for coverage got downfield to make something happen. So maybe that's the wrinkle we see throughout the year. Just if they're in a spot where they think maybe he has whoever's back there has maybe 10 yards before the coverage team gets to him, that they'll throw back Devontae Smith or somebody who might have a bit more of a chance of an explosive return. Um, Sticking with special teams. We didn't really get to see too many. Uh, well, I don't know. Did we ever get to see a a kickoff return for the Eagles? Because I don't think so. 
So for one week, we don't have to talk about the Eagles starting at their own 15. Um, I do, th- sticking with special teams, though, Sipas, man, his, his punts are still really underwhelming. And the Eagles, they haven't needed it, but the field position, the field position battle in really close competitive games, especially like playoff games, that stuff's going to become very obvious. And again, it's like a small potatoes problem right now because the Eagles are handling the teams on their schedule right now. It's just something that like, I really hope he can refine and do better because like, in a game like this, it doesn't seem like it, it'll have too big of an impact because he got such a big lead. But, you know, like 15 yards, 10 yards there, there's, there's pile up over the course of a game where they're just – other teams are benefiting purely. Yeah, like Tressway was averaging like six more yards per per punt than, yeah. than Aaron Sippus. I don't, I don't know what the league average is, but Tressway 52.6 and uh, – Aaron Sipas 46.2. So, um, you know, six, six yard difference about. Right. But again, that's, you're that's really missing Donnie long ball. Yeah. No, I, we had a good for I, a while. There's gotta be other punters out there just like ready to take a job. Yeah. And I, I, don't know. I mean, Hey, I, I gave, we, I think we both gave Sipas a lot of credit last week for the chase down tackle he's rightfully so he saved points he saved a touchdown mm-hmm. you know he just the eagles are playing so well so well right now if if that if you can like fine tune little things like that your team just becomes so much better because you're you're no longer just handing free yards over to the other team when yeah. they desperately yeah. need them you just so again not a big deal but it's something I'll keep an eye on over the course of the season. It's, you know, it's the same thing like the Quez kickoff returns, like probably doesn't matter against some of these opponents, but when it comes time to critical plays against good teams, oh yeah, people are going to be talking about it because that's, that's when uh, these plays on the margin really become big. Yeah. Um, a few game notes uh you know the the eagles dominated in in production they had 400 yards to washington's 240 which before the fourth quarter was uh i think carson had like negative six passing yards or something at one point um yeah that's totally yards yeah Yeah. on, on the yardage front i i forget at what point in the game but it was so late when the broadcast mentioned that he just crossed the threshold of like positive net yards because yeah. of all the sack yards. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the, uh, time of possession, Washington had the ball of, uh, about five minutes longer, which is yeah. interesting. That's, that's the Gannon effect. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, penalties, uh, Eagles had one more penalty, uh, you know, first downs were even at 20, so it, it is it is uh, interesting some of the stats like you, you don't think uh what what's what's even in, in such a uh, lopsided performance but um you know they they score quick they're explosive and uh i think being the the broadcast said they were the second best rushing team in the league at the moment but coming off of being the first like that's that's going to be key uh as the season goes on if the offense continues to put up points the way it does uh, quickly and, and uh, on shorter drives four or five play drives at, at, at times uh, you're going to need the the run game to really uh, come through in that second half to, to run the clock and not let the team you're playing uh, get back in in the game. And the defense has has been really strong. A few guys banged up um, uh, Darius slay with the, with the back, uh, it was interesting when he came out and Zach McPherson came in, they went right at him and uh, gave up a, a chunk play. But after that, Zach McPherson was uh, 
not uh, not mentioned at all. Um, and then Darius Slay ended up coming back. But I thought Zach McPherson was uh, uh, had a promising day um, besides the one play, because usually, you know, and and all all the games you watch and someone gets hurt, you have the rookie or the guy who hasn't really seen too much playing time uh, get picked on, especially against a veteran quarterback. So that, that was nice to see um, Darius Slay signing autographs at the end of the game with like a few minutes left um, wincing and holding his back a bit. So that'll be something to look at. Um, he also must've tweaked it uh, against the Vikings. It was a short week. Guys are banged up. Dallas Goddard with the ankle. Um, uh, shin, I believe, but yeah. What? I think they said shin is what I heard. Shin? Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, I heard the broadcast say they taped up his ankle, so maybe they were wrong, oh, okay. but um, we'll, we'll see on that. And uh, now you uh, you look ahead to Jacksonville uh, next Sunday, so they got the full week of rest. Um, hopefully these, these injuries aren't too bad. You know, like we said, Milton Williams – uh, look, look like he, uh, was down for, for a bit as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jordan Davis, I think, uh, someone, someone to watch, he, uh, did get the initial pressure, but he has been, uh, not, not great. And, uh, on passing down. So, um, his development's gonna, gonna be key. If that draft pick's gonna trading up for that draft pick's gonna be, uh, seen as as good or, or bad but i i'm you know it's, he's a it's his first year so and they still have javon hargrave and fletcher cox so um i think it's too early to make a decision on that but uh he'll he'll need to develop as a pass rusher um moving forward because uh he's definitely he's athletic he's big he's strong uh he should be able to to uh get to the quarterback yeah i agree i think um especially when the the defensive tackles in front of him are producing so well, like Fletcher Cox, I know it's only been three weeks, but like, this is not a Fletcher Cox that we've seen in the past few seasons. Uh, Hargrave, he's, he was a little quiet, but today he had a good day. Um, you know, Milton Williams has been kind of quiet, but Tui Peloto, I think has been performing above expectations. So he is in kind of a competitive group, but I agree. I think you would like to see your first round pick um, make a bit more notable plays today. We, we did see the pressure from him that led to a sack, stuff like that. I do think that we'll start to see that more as the season progresses, um, you know, as, as he starts to get more trust in, in the defensive line and just, you know, get his sea legs within the defense. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the only thing left that, that I have is, uh, not even the Eagles game, but the, the Panther saints game. Do, do you yeah. have anything else? No, that's where I was going. Yeah. So the, uh, the Panthers get their first one of the year, uh, Matt lives 20, another day. 22 to nine or something. They had the longest losing streak in the NFL at nine games. I believe, uh, they beat the saints. So as far as draft pick watch goes, uh, that pick gets uh, a little better uh, in week three. And Saints like season. what's really cool is when you're doing like kind of the preseason wins and losses, like that's a game that everybody had as a win as the Saints. So like that's that's a gravy win right there. That's that's a loss that becomes a win for 22, the 14. Panthers. But yeah, I mean, that, that just goes to show division games, anything can happen. And uh, I think that's, that's uh where today really um ends up feeling like a a good performance by the eagles not only was it an inferior opponent but it was a division game um Mm -hmm. and and you lose that game and you're two and one washington's two and one with the tiebreaker against you uh and then the giants are two and oh and and dallas is one and one so if dallas wins monday night then then you're all two and one tied for first and you don't have the tiebreaker for for right. Washington. So it was uh quietly like a really important game for the division today. And uh they they won and took care of business and now they sit atop the division uh in sole possession of first place. Uh hopefully 
Um, but I don't know. It, it's always tough for me with Giants Cowboys because you don't expect the Giants to do make too much noise this year. Uh, and going into the season, it's it's Eagles or Cowboys. So you, you, for for end of the year purposes, you probably want the Giants to win, which would uh, make them tied with us for first place. But uh, you know, it might be a little too early looking at the playoff picture week three, but uh, all these games matter in the end. So uh, I, I feel like uh, it's not going to be an enjoyable Monday night game, but um, if the Giants end up winning, then uh, you're, you're feeling pretty good about the Cowboys um, as far as their winning the division chances. So yeah, uh, I, it, I saw uh, reports earlier reports of Dak's return from his his hand. Yeah, you got stitches out. I, I saw that like the the earliest he could return is against Eagles. I don't know how much of that is wishful thinking, but you know, look. I'm curious. Like, do the Cowboys look at, especially given their woes on their offensive line? Do they do they look at a game like this where? The Eagles get nine sacks. Like maybe we hold Dak out until after that week. But I mean, it's also yeah. a very, very important division game. I don't think they do that. Oh, it's in Philly too. So I don't know. It would make sense, but I, I don't know. I don't think they do that. Isn't it? Is I thought the first game's in Dallas, and then the New Year's Eve's in Philly. Or do I have it backwards? I'm pretty sure that's backwards. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Eagles at home against the Cowboys, October 16th. But gotcha. All right. Well, we'll be back later in the week uh, to preview the Jacksonville game. They're up 13 to seven. Uh, third and goal in the red zone. Lawrence is uh, going to run it in. Oh, no, he got stopped early. Sorry. Uh, I got red zone on going. So um, they're up 13 to seven on the Chargers. So uh, it could be a, a tough game in, in the Doug reunion if uh, they, they beat the, uh, the Chargers. So, you know, it's a game to watch uh, previewing next week's opponent. But uh, we'll, we'll be back to, to talk about the, the Jags game and uh, preview that. So in the meantime, enjoy the rest of football Sunday. And uh, to those who celebrate Shanat Tova, Happy New Year. Uh, and we'll be back later. Uh, For Mike, I'm Ian. Thanks for listening.